recording. Hello, welcome to the Age of Sigma Stat Center. I'm your host, Rob. Today we'll be going through the event results from Age of Sigma uh, that happened at the weekend. I'm joined by the Twitch chat, as you guys can see here. Um, I'm not joined by my co-host, Mr. Owen the Juice Jackson, uh, because he's still doing a victory lap, having won an event this weekend, just got. Uh, right now, right now, I'm going to be looking at the event results of events that happen around the world. I actually uh, recording this before I even know actually what all the events are, but I assume it's a very Iron Jaws heavy uh, set of results, um, uh, which is going to be uh, really good. Um, <laughs> see, this is why I have to go through all the results before I start, because then I like, what's my summation at the start without knowing this is going to be a disaster? First time we've done this, this is going to be really fun. Our first two, uh, our first two-day event that we're going to look at the re weekend is the largest Age of Sigmar event that we've seen so far in Age of Sigmar 3, which is exciting. It happened in Austin, Texas, and is uh, part of Games Workshop's US Open Tour series. Uh, the uh, pairings were, I think, win-loss draw. Not sure what the secondaries are, uh, but that doesn't really matter to us here at the Honest Wargamer uh, Stat Center. No, the Age of Sigmar Stat Center. Because... As you guys can see, we just care about the five O's. So we're talking about the five O's right now, and you guys can... Oh, no. That doesn't look good. Let me just fix this a little bit, a little bit for you guys. Uh, 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 so you can see all the info. There we go. There we go. That looks better. There we go. Um, uh, we're looking at the five O's. And congratulations to Justin Greminger, Gavin Grieger, Benjamin Richardson, Richardson sorry, and Juan Singh, Noah Singh. A uh, great person, uh, 100 and uh, there we go. Uh, we just care about the piggies. <laughs> um, so uh, a, a huge event held in Texas, held over five rounds. And so we ended up with four five O's and a lot of four ones. Let's talk about the list, shall we? Justin was bringing a Blood Tooths um, uh, Uruk Warclans list. Uh, and as you can see, they are featured twice in this, a lot of times in the five, uh, in the 4 1 bracket. And also, they feature a lot of times at other events uh, from the weekend. So they're doing really well. Um, this is a Moor Crusher and a Mega Boss on foot, two War Chanters, a Weird Knob, and then four times three Gore Grunters. Don't forget, those Gore Grunters are allowed to be Battle Line in Blood Tooths and also a Rogue Idol. So he's able to buff up those Gore Grunters, throw them off, and also use the Moor Crusher. Uh, thanks, Sircon, for resubscribing in the Twitch chat. You guys should join us in the Twitch chat. Um, so much output. It's not a one drop, uh, which is one of those interesting... Uh, I don't think it... No, it's definitely not a one drop. It's not a one drop, um, uh, which is interesting to see how many one drops we might actually have seen uh, from this event. Uh, but he's got a lot of output in the Gore Grunters, which are maybe, probably too cheap. Uh, the voice points they are, they probably need like a 20, 30 point bump. Um, and the Rogue Idols also fantastic because you can use the Maw Crusher and the Mega Boss uh, and the Rogue Idols start doing uh, different battle tactics. So really solid there. Um, uh, so well done to Justin. Uh, you better say my name right, says Benjamin. Benjamin Rick. Oh, no. I've written it down wrong for a start. So that's a fucking bad start, isn't it? Is that how your name's spelled? That looks wrong, Benjamin. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Gavin Grieger from Thunder Lizard. Uh, with a Thunder Lizard list, you've got a, Stenx, a Stegadon with Skink Chief, Sky Streak's bow, uh, a Slan, a Skink Priest, two times uh, two star priests, 
um, an engine of the gods, and then two times 30 skinks, and then also some Saurus Guard. Pretty certain that's not how it's spelled. And a Bastilodon. Uh, the Saurus Guard obviously going to um, protect the slan. Uh, the engine of the gods are uh, going to work really well. Those two times 30 skinks, pretty rare nowadays. But the cool thing on the engine of the gods, he had curse. So he's going to be able to use that four up to try and proc even more mortal wounds out of the army. And I quite like this. Um, uh, so... <laughs> uh so i think i really like that i like this uh thunder lizard list it's slightly different to one of the lists that we've seen previously i think thunder lizard actually is probably going to be one of the strongest seraphon lists in the next few months why do i think that just look at Juan, noah singh and also justin uh for that those war chanters making those armies plus one damage uh and then thunder lizard reduces damage incoming by one so that's going to work really nicely into an Iron Jaws meta, which we're definitely moving into in the future. Um. <laughs> and then Benjamin Ricardson, yeah, or Benito Ricardino, uh, is um, uh, uh, Benjamin Richie son, and also Benji Richie, uh, and also Benjamin Rika Herdstone, also went 5 0 and should be really proud of himself, uh, with uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> with a uh, Lumineth Realm Lords list in Sire, he had uh, a Regent, so a Lord Regent. He had uh, <laughs> Severity. <laughs> Why is my typing so terrible? He had Severith in his list, a Cathalar. He had two, uh, he had 20, 10, and 10 Wardens. <laughs> Severity. <laughs> He had 20 Wardens, 10 Wardens, 10 Wardens, uh, and then he had 30 Sentinels and another 20 Sentinels in a one-drop. So I assume that Benito Recardoni basically took the first turn, shot out anything that they loved, and giggled with glee. Giggled with glee. Um, uh, by the way, if anyone would like to be uh, my proofreader in the future, please do let me know. Uh, then Juan Noah Singh with those amazing takedown videos on Twitter. It was running, again, a blood tooth army. Uh, two more crushers, two war chanters, a weird knob, four-time city gore grunters, and a fungoid cave shaman. Love the fungoid cave shaman being put into this army because, because it, so the more crusher can do a command ability on three units, right? Um, it can do all-out defense, all-out attack. It can do uh, mighty destroyers, but all require CP. Okay, and so the Fungoid Cave Shaman generates some CP, also throws a wizard in there. So the Fungoid Cave Shaman, I was talking to some great guys at the weekend, uh, like there was a load of Iron Jaws playing, we are all having a chat. The Fungoid doing Mystic Shield on any of the units, but specifically the Maw Crusher is amazing. Yeah, and then also generating CP. Great alloy choice, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> Benjamin with his uh, Lumineth list said he did do that thing that I said, and it felt really good. Uh... Uh, okay, so this is good. Uh, and then, so that's the five O's. They should be really proud of themselves uh, taking out the event. I think Justin won the event. Uh, I don't know what the secondary scoring matrix was for the event. Uh, I don't think anyone who went to the event knew either. I don't think anyone knows. If you're not doing win-loss draw and then differential, I'm not really sure what you're playing at, but that's fine. Um, uh, so congratulations to them. Now, uh, in the 4-1 bracket... <laughs> Have I changed? <laughs> it's just 118 players in one slide and 114 in the other slide. Fucking hell. 
Uh, the scoring was win-loss, then battle tactics, then points. Awful. Absolutely awful. Uh, I might not be able to type, but I promise you that's the worst. But, like, whatever. Uh, it should be win-loss, draw, differential. Like, and I'm so convinced of that after this weekend. Anyway, in the 4-1 bracket, now we already know this. This is actually really exciting if you're watching this back on YouTube and you haven't had to go through this for the past hour with me in the Twitch chat, yeah? Brian Lofton, with an underguts army, get ready to be excited, is absolutely madness. He had four Iron Blasters. I don't know what you're thinking. Okay, four Iron Blasters were featured before, Rob, but there's no way, absolutely no way, 0% chance that we also saw some lead belchers and you'd be dead wrong. He had a unit of eight and two units of four. Madness. Underguts uh, has a command ability that allows you to shoot again with one of the Iron Blasters. Of course, that's really good. D6 damage, two shots, hits on four, so that's a bit of a problem. Um, and then also you get to extend the range of your lead belchers, which get D6 shots if you don't move. It plays really well into a meta that I don't yet understand. That's on me, though, as a commentator, and not anything to do with the uh, meta at this event in any way, shape, or form. Um, so well done to Brian, because that was an absolutely fantastic list. I rarely see that list play, um, but we have seen it do very well in only America, but we have seen it do well in America, but only um, there. Uh, uh, is the Stormcast in bold because it's the most filthy? Did I put Stormcast in bold? <sighs> Uh, Zachary Kennedy had a Nurgle list, uh, which was made up of, uh, he had some really interesting stuff. He had Nurgle Marauders, as well as some Plague Bearers. I think he had three units of 20 Marauders. Uh, and then he had the War Shrine, and also a Chaos Sorcerer Lord to buff them, which is quite cool, because you can get rerolls to hit and wound, uh, and you can also pile in an attack twice. So that, that quite cheap 180-point uh, Marauder unit, getting all those buffs from uh, the Slaves to Darkness, uh, the, you know, 300 or so points of buff pieces that are brought in order to buff them. Uh, I think it was also a great and clean one, and we had some plague bearers as well. So, uh, great and clean one with uh, glorious afflictions. Mringank um, uh, Jar uh, had his Stormcast list, and that was the Annihilator Splam list. It was uh, with Bastion um, in there as well. Uh, it was quite cool, and I don't. And I think we also saw six long strikes. Uh, in the list. Uh, Thomas uh, Guan had a Calibron list, which Marathi and the Bosnakes. Uh, Ryan Rutherford had a Legion of the First Prince list, which was um, a little bit different to some of the other lists before, uh, because apparently um, a lot of the people in the Lord Legion of First Prince community have been talking about how good the Soul Screen Bridge is. So we had the Blue Scribes, Kairos, the Bloodthirster of Incense and Rage, and also the uh, and also Bellacore, of course. So Bellacore, really good for shutting down units and denying battle tactics. Kairos does the same with the spell, um, with the Oracle dice. And the Legion, uh, and also the Blue Scribe's really good for being able to auto-cast the bridge, which can't be unbound. Uh, two out of six, uh, sorry, five out of six times. Uh, and that bridge allows you to move 10 pink horrors up. You have three units of 10 pink horrors, move them into the mid-board, and hold an objective, apparently, is what they're there for. Um, uh... Uh, what's the faction for that Nurgle army? Seeing as they're all pretty good, it's hard uh, to know from the title. Uh, that Nurgle list was a munificent wanderers list, I would like to believe. I think I forgot. Hunter Atkins has got a big yellows list, uh, which meant it had a lot of Bolt Boys and also a Sludge Raker, so congratulations to him. Uh, Joseph Alberta with a Thunder Lizard list, which is quite cool. Uh, I think we had uh, some Stegodons and... I can't remember that one. 
Uh, and then Marco Hernandez had a Bluetooth list. Um, again, more more, cru more crushes and pigs. Caleb Hastings had a Thunder Lizard list, which also had engines, Stegodons, and some Sallies. Uh, both of those two Thunder Lizard lists featuring double Bastilodons, which is super good. Christopher Schelling had a Sons of Behemoth list with four Mega Gargans. Alexander Gonzalez uh, had an amazing Soul Black Gravelord list, which was quite cool. Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon. Yep, nailed it. Uh, he also had Manfred uh, in his list, and also Radikar the Beast, which was super cool. Uh, he also had 10 dogs, uh, 2 times 10 skeletons, and then he had 2 brocks of 20 Graveguard, which tie in quite slightly with the Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, and also with Radikar the Beast, buffing them up so they can do quite a lot of damage. It's quite cool, because you have the units that you can obviously hold the backboard, and the units that you can push and be really aggressive in both Manfred, Vampire Lord, and the Graveguard. So 4 threats, really, in that army, which is so good. Some anti-magic, some good magic for himself, which is really cool. Um... Uh, <laughs> uh chris nelson with his uh host the ever chosen list had a super cool corn list uh well it was a host ever chosen list six circle which means the varangard get do extra damage when they charge archeon was also in this as well we know how good archeon is in the list mark of corn on all those units means they get to reroll once to hit which is so good especially when you tie that in with the plus one to hit that comes from archeon onto the varangard allowing them to pile and attack twice hitting on twos re-rolling ones there was also a blood crater in there as well for that additional attack really really like that a lot of damage lot of pro normally you see mark of zinch for the spell ignore and also the reroll wants to save i like chris's version or even the slash version for exploding sixes because it's just more aggro just it's a more aggro six circle list and i think it's fun um uh then uh matt laura has got big yellows so he's got a sludge raker and some um bolt boys and then jonathan <sighs> jonathan schlees us uh, has a Hagnar Marathi in the Bow Snakes list. Uh, there was, it was a little bit different, though, and then it had some Shadow Stonkers. That's not different. Travis Fryer had uh, a Stormcast list. <laughs> Stormcast! He had a Stormcast list, uh, which included uh, four Fulminators, six Vanguard uh, Raptors, Bastion Carthalos, and also the Lord Relictor with the Teleport. And finally, the standout Meta Watch article bait right there is Evan Miller with his Gloom Spike list going 4-1. Yeah? <laughs> going 4-1. What was in the list, I hear you ask? It's a great question. You had um, uh, the Trog Hag was in the list, of course. You also had whatever the Trog Boss... It's called a Trog Boss. Trog Boss, you had six Fur Waters, which really felt like his power piece. 310 points for 24 wounds. It really does feel like a power piece unit uh, with that plus one to hit, potentially working really well on the clubs, which are Rend 1, which is we know in Age of Sigmar isn't that good. Uh, he also had uh, MSU Rock Guts, which as we've seen constantly in different metas have been not as successful as they would have liked they're kind of like dragon ogres only you see them less is what i'm gonna say uh going to say sorry um so overall how do we think evan did such a good job it's a great question because i really don't think it was the list i don't think evan has put a list together that maybe really redefines the meta but what i think evan has done and i think this is really important um is been just better than everyone else. He's just doesn't care. He doesn't care about stats. Doesn't care about metas. Doesn't care about results. He's probably he also took Molog. Yeah, he also took Molog. Sorry, Molog was also in the list. Now Molog isn't like a, a secret piece of tech, which you would normally expect. Uh um, but 
uh, he's probably the best wargamer in the world, is what I'm saying. So congratulations uh, to uh, congratulations to Evan. Uh, he's a superstar, and he should be really proud of himself. Is uh, what I'm going to say. Uh, so that's everything that happened at Games Workshop Austin, uh, and now we're on to the next event. So the next event is Bobo Heat 2. Bobo is and has been one of the largest Age of Sigmar events in the world, with only CanCon beating it in 2018. Yeah, 2018, with only CanCon being the largest event to happen. So Bobo uh, was tipped in 2019 to be a 250-player event. After COVID ended, not ended, I don't mean that, after COVID subsided enough that we could all uh, recklessly go outside and lick each other, uh, the tournament organizers decided to split it up into two different... Um, two different heats so heat one and heat two with the top seven of those heats uh qualifying for a exclusive invitational tournament here at the tsn arena so um congratulations to all the people who have qualified uh, and also the two tos have also put themselves in the mix for a total of 16 players who are going to play at that event it was a 76 person event with a bunch of really great gamers but the meta was super weird There was four beasts of chaos there was only one zinch there was only one uh, only two luminous realm lords but the most dominant army that we saw was uruk warclans we saw loads and loads and loads of them and they did really well um over the weekend uh <laughs> uh so um uh so 80 plus at the top so what does that mean so normally we talk about the 5-1 bracket uh, sorry the 5-0 bracket or the 4-1 bracket however at bobo much like in war in the heartlands what happened was they used the differential system so how much you beat your opponent by gave you a 20 nil um uh, entered you into the 20 nil system so if you just beat your opponent by one point you won 11-9 which is uh, really important so you won 11-9. If you happened uh, to um, uh, smash your opponent, you got a 20-0. Uh, and so in this bracket, I'm uh, featuring all four players who were able to get over 80 points out of five games for a total of 100 points. So it's quite a nice way of really thinking about it because Owen got 89 points uh, with Mike getting 88 and Darren getting 87 points. That means Owen only dropped 11 points over the weekend, which is genuinely very, very, very impressive. Um, so uh, what was Owen running? So he's <laughs> he was running Ngash uh, or Nagash, uh, I think is what he was running. Uh, Arkan, um, he was running OBR, so OCR Bone Reapers, and it's one of the best performances by uh, OCR Bone Reapers, I think, today. Owen maybe has been about 14, 15, <laughs> 15 tournaments. Uh, but don't forget, this is in front of a live studio audience, so if I'm laughing a lot, it's because the Twitch audience have said something. Uh, so Arkan, uh, Nagashi is very good in OBR, because Petrofax Elite, the sub-faction, they make you ignore Rend 1. So you aren't able to do all-out defense in OBR. You aren't also able to reroll charges. But a Mystic Shield from Nagash and also his command ability, which allows you to reroll save rolls of one, um, is really, really good. As well as Nagash being able to do some crazy things with Arkan and the spell pool. Arkan's got a command ability that extends the spell range. Nagash can do the Hand of Dust, which auto slays a unit. And doing that through the spell portal means um, Nagash and uh, uh, Nagash and the Hand of Dust had a huge effect on the games, being able to lift up all sorts of monsters and big power pieces at any point in the game. Um, so he did really well. He also had 20 more tech guard, 10 more tech guard, another 10 more tech guard. And again, when they're able to re-roll their saves, which they are, 
um, because that's on that's the Hecatos allows them to reroll their saves via an ability called Shield Wall, and then the spell um, and then uh, ignoring Rend One means those Mortec Guard really don't go away. And when you kill some, Nagash is able to put units back, well models back into that unit. So it's really powerful, really strong. You're also able to power up a bunch of arcane bolts and shoot a bunch of stuff off. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, congratulations to Owen. Owen been working really hard uh, to take out events, always being uh, the bridesmaid of the bride. Uh, and I'm really happy for my co-host and very good friend. He should be super chuffed. Uh, Mike Stewart, fresh off a win at war in the heartlands uh, did an amazing uh, job over the weekend with his thunder lizard list he had a slan he had two lots of two salamanders he had three lots of 10 skinks for screens he might have had 120 but um uh, either way he had two basilodons this is all in thunder lizard and he had an engine of the gods so engine of the gods was a really nice power piece um mike was being really clever to use his realm shaper engine to block alpha strikes and we saw that really good in the live stream game against darren uh, at the end um uh, also, if the uh, Engine of the Gods went off and was able to summon uh, some Saurus Warriors, or if it was able to give extra attacks to any of those shooting units, it went crazy. But really, it was a moving castle, and he played it very, very well. Thanks to Wunderbar in the chat, who's just said, Hi, Rob, who subscribed, and said, Normally a Hydra homie, but met you at Bobo at the weekend, so I thought I'd say hi here. Hi, Wunderbear! Let's go! Uh, I'm Dunk, and I had the Beast Chaos list with the Dragon Oaks and the Jabber Slide. Loving all the content. Oh boy, four dragon, uh, four piece of chaos players this weekend. Dunk, you're a legend. Never give up on them. Uh, it was a great army. Big fan. I'm a fan of you, Wonder Bear. So thanks for tuning in. Um, uh, Darren Watson. Uh, we all love Darren Watson um, with his Iron Sons list. Who was who got four twenty O's. That's right, four twenty O's going into that final game against Mike. Uh, so dominated all of his previous games with his Iron Suns list. More Crusher, two War Chanters, two times six Score Grunters, and the Rogue Idol, and then three times five Odd Boys. Ignore the the writing there. It was done by uh, our intern, who's an idiot. Um, so three times five Odd Boys uh, in that list. And so good, right? Because the three times the five Odd Boys sit at the back of the board and hold the objectives. Uh, the two... <laughs> <laughs> the two war chanters buff up uh the two uh gore grunters and the more crusher makes all of those units go fast and they also have the fasten so it just six gore grunters a rogue idol and a more crusher charge you on the first turn and then it calls a war so they've all got an additional plus one ren so the gore grunters have got ren three or ren one uh it's just madness right um uh you can tell rob what because that's the way he talks to his intense <laughs> uh michael uh hi rob connects to oj on the win yeah well done oj so proud of you uh he's done great work there uh and then jack mayland now jack uh also got in the 80 plus bracket and was running blood tooths uh he had a, he had a more crusher a weird knob and a gore grunters now the list from the weekend at bobo actually were written down on paper and weren't in a digital format i did see jack's list he had a lot of gore grunters and also a more crusher i just don't remember the and he obviously would have had two war chanters i just don't remember the rest of the list and also don't know where the rest of the list is uh so congratulations to jack he should be super super proud of himself uh so that is the results from uh bobo um iron jaws are hot jeffrey you're getting it as we go through these event results you're going to see the iron jaws are hot going to talk about more about that on the age of sigma monday show but I, in my opinion, oh God, sorry, sorry, podcast, podcast gang. Um, in my, uh, <laughs> in my opinion, 
they are one of the strongest armies out there right now. Like, so strong. So incredibly strong. So good, right? Um, how bad are they going to slaughter their pigs in points? This Kavold. They need to go up. But uh, right now, it's pigs for days, okay? Um, uh, 24 Gorgorantlers. You can do that, D&D. &D. But the thing is, let's talk about let's talk about how important the Maw Crusher is. The Maw Crusher's ability to do three command abilities is insane. It's insane. I'll give you an example, right? Let's say Darren took the first turn with his Iron Sons list, and you can do something similar with the Blood Tooths. He takes the first turn, he charges everything, and he wipes out a screen. Okay, so he wipes out the whole front line of the opposing army. The opposing army, let's say, has some combat units, not enough, so it decides to charge one unit, maybe two. You can use the Morcrush's command ability to counter charge with up to three units. You can all out defense with up to three units. You can all out attack with up to three units. The Morcrush's ability to do three command abilities from one CP is wild. Out of this world. Out of this world. I don't think I gave it the credit when we talked about it previously. I'm so blown away by it. It's mind-blowing. Um, like, just mind-blowing. And so those more crushers are so... As well as being absolute damage machines in their own, right? Um, so just so good. Uh, General takes Mega Bossy, Double Crusher, Mighty Destroyer, six units. Um, wow. My might destroy six units is wild i think dedicated combat units need to be cheap and strong dedicated units need to be expensive and strong to get the balance right but they both need to be strong uh raw the crusher and lots of power is out the window says brad pitt law it's a good point it's a good point so that's everything at bobo uh congratulations to them and congratulations to everyone uh as well the differential system is a really unique way uh, of using it as a primary normally it's win loss draw and the differential after war in the heartlands i wasn't very convinced about using the differential system as the primary score system after this event i'm more convinced i know i know i've just not just i i know i don't know what the situation is but there you go as, as an ideals player i won't mind seeing brutes and pigs trade points i think brutes contextually are weaker right now in the shooting meta because of the four inch move says uh yo so bush and i and i uh, uh and i agree with that um uh, the differential was uh, two points per one point difference, uh, basically. Uh, so P Cray all day, if that helps you. Uh, two per. Uh, I've tried one per difference, and it's not as good. So it should be two. So congratulations to everyone at Bobo. Over in Norway, we had the Invasion AOS event. Uh, 38 players attended uh, this event, um, and it's in the southern part of Norway is where it was. Uh, two players went 5-0, and oh, Danny Elfstead and Christian Brubakken. Uh, Danny Elfstead had, as an ongoing narrative for today, an Iron Sons, Iron Jaws army. He had the Moor Crusher, he had two War Chanters, he had two times six Gorgrunters, he had a Rogue Idol, and he had three times five Ard Boys. Again, that intern, not writing that out correctly. Three times five Ard Boys. A really good list. It's a one-drop list. Uh, it's so powerful. The, we talked about this already um, at uh, Bobo. Great list. Well done to Danny. Christian Brubakken, though, really doing something a little bit different. He had a Futh one list. He had a Tycaster. He had two Soul Scries, and he had three, three aspects of the storm in Futh one. Three lots of ten Reavers as battle line, which is really nice to see. More and more people using those Reavers as battle line. I love seeing that. I think that's super exciting. Then he had um, one unit of Ishling Guard and he had an Alapex uh, with the net launcher. Now, 
we've already talked about lists like Danny's, but it's fun to talk about Christian's list going 5-0 uh, because the ability to keep some of these units off the board and then deep strike is really fun. The Tidecaster loadout was also very, very interesting. You had one with Cloud of Midnight and then one with the Arcane Tome. So he'd obviously use the Battalions to get an extra artifact, meaning he got the Wizard and he got Flaming Weapons. And that's really nice for making it so that one of the Tidecaster, one of the aspects of storm can't be targeted either in shooting or melee meaning you've got even better chance against shooting armies to get those uh three aspects of storm into combat i really like this list i think it's really good um <laughs> uh so i think this is super strong uh like and um uh really powerful and and also very very interesting we saw at six nations we saw three uh aspect oh, sorry three eidolons used we've also seen this in a couple of other versions of these uh at this tournament as well uh, i think christian brubacken and his friend uh took similar lists or almost identical lists uh, slightly different loadouts on the profiles and it's really great to see because it's super unique and i haven't seen it before um and shout out to birdie dj in the chat i just converted from youtube because i referred to as a thug in the last video congratulations if you are watching this back on youtube or listen to it as a podcast thanks for being a hydro homie you can always join us live on twitch where we record these videos and you guys get to have your say in the chat it's super fun to do and i love seeing you guys on here so uh, do join us yeah three eidolons super cool list well done to christian brubacken i will include the list in the show notes if you guys want to go and check it back um so this is invasion then, in the 4-1 bracket, uh, you had Old Vatland with a Blood Tooth list, which had uh, more Crusher, Gore Grunters, and it was a big one drop. Super cool list. Again, Iron Jaws doing very, very, very well. Uh, Benjamin Flutter had a Legion of the Light list with Manfred, a Vampire Lord, and Zombie Dragon. And he had 60 zombies. He had a 14, a 20, and then he had a unit of Fellbats, and he also, uh, sorry, a unit of Blood Knights, two units of Blood Knights, and also some Fellbats. Really fun. And again, like I've said before, I really do think that. Um, that Soulblight Gravelord's book is probably one of the most diverse books you can play. I'm not saying it always 5-0s, and in fact, I don't think it really necessarily fits into an S-tier kind of play, unless you're playing Greg's list. Greg, Greg, Greg from Six Nations, where you're taking uh, Manfred of Angori Lord and um, uh, Nagash feels more like a 5-0 version of this list, but it's one of the most wide, it's one of the widest books for taking a variety of different units. It's really exciting. Um, uh, then you got Stian Engbretson, uh, who had a Hammers of Sigmar list. He had Bastion, he had four Formulators, he had six Long Strikes, and he had another three Long Strikes. And the really nice piece about this list, he had a Gur Battle Mage uh, in his list as well as an ally. Now, the Gur Battle Mage has got a great spell uh, for helping those Formulators guarantee those charges. As we know, those four Formulators um, are so strong on the charge because they go from damage one to damage three. So Gur Battle Mage is such a nice inclusion in that, that list. I really like that. Also, you'll be able to do such a cool conversion or little like, uh, it'll be, it's really thematic, which is what I like to see. Uh, Kim Raw Bergeen, uh, I love this guy, uh, has taken an Alithia list. He had tech lists, and as soon as I read that he had Eliana and Alathor in the list, I thought, wow, what a cool list. What a cool list that he took at Elenia. Then I realized he had 40 Sentinels, and it was a one-drop, and I changed my mind. Uh, and then finally, Gear Videld, who had a Futhorn list. And this is the uh, the similar list that we saw uh, from his friend. He had two Soul Scries. He had two Aspects of the Storm. But he had a Leviadon. He still had three Reaver units as battle line. But again, really nice to see. It's so exciting for the 
uh, I think there's Deep King players to realize that they actually have a bunch of units in their army and that they can create these really fun and interesting lists that we haven't seen previously because Eel Spam was so relevant in Age of Sigmar 2. Those Reavers becoming really cool in Age of Sigmar 3 are really, really fun, especially for shooting out screens. Um, and then the Source Cry is so useful as well. Um, uh, so there we go. That's Invasion AOS. Congratulations to all the players. Traveling over to Spain, we have one of my favorite formats of Warhammer, Team Warhammer. That's right, in Malaga, they had the Grand Tournament Malaga, the second one that they've done. And you had 16 uh, teams with four players each, equaling 64 players uh, playing at the event. Now, uh, we don't have all of the lists because some of them were pictures of carpet, which was a weird take. But So we don't have the actual information, but we do know the sub-factions in the two winning lists. Uh, winning team, sorry, Requiem and Casus Belly. Uh, Casus Belly were running a Legion of the First Prince list, a Daughters of Cain Hagnar list, a Soul, uh, Sons of Behemoth list, and a Soulblight Gravelords list that was Vrycross. Now, Legion of the First Prince, Daughters of Cain, and Sons of Behemoth are all in the plus 55% win rate category. So they're all really strong lists. And then the Soulblight Gravelords list has also been doing pretty good play, but is uh, teetering more around the 50% list. So fun to see. And I wouldn't be surprised if that Soulblight list also had Nagash in it. Requiem, which was the other team that did really, really well. Um, uh, okay. Uh, and that was uh, Miguel uh, and his team. They had a Sons of Behemoth list in Breaker Tribe, a Daughters of Cain list. They also had a Seraphon list, and also, um, which was Thunder Lizard. And they also had a Stormcast Eternals list, which is the Celestial Warbringers. I wouldn't be surprised to see some Vanguard Raptors in there as well. If you are running a team event or have a team event, I'd be love to know what your team composition is. Uh, that would be really fun. Um, uh, and congratulations to everyone in Malaga at that event. In Sweden, we had a really exciting event uh, where we had 22 players play. Big Lord, thanks, Lord Wilco, for resubscribing. We had 22 players play, uh, and they used the differential system again, probably, like uh, they did at War in the Heartlands at Bobo, uh, which is cool. The only person to get over 80 points was David Nornius winning the event with his Sons of Behemoth. And as you can see uh, there on the screen, he was running a Breaker Tribe, Sons of Behemoth list. He had two Kraken Eaters and a Gatebreaker and three Man Crushers. So congratulations to him. Uh, the Gatebreaker had the Amulet of Destiny and the Kraken Eater had the Arcane Tome and took Flaming Weapons. Should be super proud of himself. Uh, the In second place, you had Eric Iversgard. Uh, which is uh, pretty cool. He beat Soulblight Gravelords, Cities of Sigmar, Uruk Warclan, Soulblight Gravelords, and Silvereth at the event. Um, and he was taking a Hammers of Sigmar list. It had six Vanguard Raptors with long strikes, uh, and then he also had three Annihilators. He had two Dracothian Guard Formulators twice. Sorry, Dracothian uh, Guard Formulators twice. Then he had a Lord Relictor, a Knight Encanter, and a Lord Imperitant. That Lord Imperitant helping uh, that unit of. Um, uh, annihilators drop down and get those seven inch strike seven inch charges which i think is really cool he also had a unit of vanguard paladors which we never see uh which was really exciting and then you had alexander ortegenzo um and uh he had a sigma list in third place getting over 70 points in the differential system he had a rune lord it was tempest eye he had a battle mage he had anointed of frost heart phoenix and he had a celestial hurricane then he had 30 iron drakes 10 long beards 10 free guild guard and then he had 10 protectors i call this the list the colin cochrane list so big shout out to colin from northern ireland those 10 protectors doing so well uh 51 attacks twos 
and twos, uh, they all get plus one save in the first turn. Uh, and then those iron drakes also getting plus one to hit um, and shooting twice if they don't move uh, from the uh, Celestial Hurricaneum. Now, one of the really interesting things also is the Frostheart Phoenix because this is a castle build using the Soul Screen Bridge to move into the front of the board. By the way, Twitch chat, you know for a fact that I've just come into the, this list cold. You've got to be impressed by how quick I can just fucking make stuff up, right? This is, uh, like, come on. This is impressive, right? He's a soul screen bridge. He moves them up the protectors as well as his screening units. But what's really clever about this, what's really, really clever about this is the fact that he's got the minus one to wound aura coming from the Frostheart Phoenix. I love that because he hasn't got any other monsters, meaning he's got an easy monstrous takeover from the uh, Frostheart Phoenix, who's got the arcane toe, meaning he can use flaming weapons on himself or... Um, he can give uh, himself a Mystic Shield. And he got plus one to cast from the Celestial Hurricaneum. I love this list. I love Colin's version of this list. And I like this version of this list. Because it will look really awesome. So I, I, I like this list. One of my favorite to date, I think, actually. This version of, like, Cities of Sigmar. Uh, so congratulations to all the players in this Swedish event. They should be super proud of themselves. Uh, so congratulations to David, Eric, and Alexander. On to the next event. In Mother Russia, we had an event this weekend called Brother Valdus 16. There were 31 players, and unsurprisingly, friend of the show, Philip Kartiev, has again won the event. This actually makes the 37th event in a row that Philip has won in Russia. Um, he is arguably the best uh, player coming out of Russia, and he took a living city list. In his list, uh, it wasn't available on TTS, which I'm showing you now, so I'm reading it out, um, was a uh, free guild general on Griffin, a sorceress, another sorceress, and anointed on Frostheart Phoenix. And if you've just listened to me talk about those, they're very, very good. Then he had two lots of 10 Dread Spears, and he had four, 10 free guild guard. And then he had... <laughs> then he had four Dracothian guard formulators, and another two formulators, and then he had another Hurricaneum. Those formulators, as I've talked about, are so so good uh they're ren three on the charge um they're five wounds a six wounds a piece six wounds a piece with a three up save uh they benefit a lot from mystic shield and obviously also plus one to hit uh so congrats and now the important point about why are they so good in living city this is for my friend miniac who's watching live right now um uh, the reason the formulators are so good is because the living city gives you a command ability that lets you move a unit after it her shot now the formulators have got a shooting attack so what they do is they deep strike from the side which means they get to avoid any shooting lists which we know are very dominant in age sigma right now specifically the sentinels so he gets to avoid those and what he gets to do is deep strike them off the board move shoot with them move them their movement and then charge and that charge that they have is phenomenal uh, because obviously they've got five attack space that do damage three on the charge so you're looking at 20 attacks doing damage uh damage three so you uh move and then you charge uh they don't move away they definitely want to pin you in uh so they'll be do able to do that with all of those uh youtube title random list with miniac yeah i'll put that in the title uh miniac watched the stat show uh because he's in hey smitty big love to you uh so congratulations to philip on his 37th event win he should be really proud uh in the 4-1 bracket we had a luminous realm lords list uh, that was helon nation uh you had a war clans list and you also had an ideneth uh deepkins list again talking about 
how incredibly impressive uh, those uh, loom, uh, those blood tooth lists are doing, and all the Iron Jaws lists. Uh, now, Vladislav Trusov uh, was running the Lumineth Realm Lords list. Uh, I've definitely got that 100% correct. Uh, he had an Helon Nation. Uh, it was the Helon Nation subfaction. He had a Wind Mage, Severith, the Regent, and then he had 30 Sentinels, two lots of 10 Wardens, and guess what? Can anyone guess? That's right. He had two more wind spirits. I don't know how you knew. Uh, Lockjaws, Rob, how many dragons do I need? I reckon you need four dragons and the Draconis, uh, the, the Drake Guard, and then take six raptors. Because the problem is, is they don't... I could get into this conversation all day. I was talking about this loads with Cabbage. I reckon you don't do well in the mirror, and you also don't do well into Iron Jaws. So I reckon it's not ten dragons. I reckon you come back from that, you go for four as a punch piece, maybe don't even take the Night Draconis, get that out of there, take something like Bastion, and instead take the six raptors. That's my opinion. You don't have to listen to it, though. Right? Um... Uh, so well done to Vladislav. Uh, so that was a list we saw play loads at Six Nations. Ilya Kukar uh, was running an Iron Jaws Blood Tooth list. He had a Mega Boss on Moor Crusher and another Mega Boss on Moor Crusher. Then he had three Uruk War Chanters and he had a Shaman. And then he run four. He, he ran. He ran. Sorry, four times three Gore Grunters um, in the list as well. So making them all, buffing them all up, calling a big war, relying on that smashing and bashing and punching through everyone. Congratulations to him. Uh, and then Zerdo, uh, you do fine into American Iron Jaws, Joe. Uh, the Iron Jaws lists that are proper are the one-drop Iron Jaws lists. The problem is, so you all want two more crushers, but you're wrong. You want one more one more crusher, and you want to make it a one-drop, is what I'm saying. Uh, Dr. Stab, thanks for subscribing for six months. Oh, that's so nice of you to do that. And then finally, Zerdo. Uh, was running an Ideneth Deepkin list in Futh 1. He was running, uh, running an Aspect of the Storm again with a Cloud of Midnight and then two Soul Scryers, uh, sorry, one Soul Scryer and a Tidecaster, two lots of 10 Thralls, 30, 30 Reavers, six Eastling Guard and an Alapex and then a Leviadon. What an amazing list, 30 Reavers. That's so good. Uh, can you shout out the person who finished seventh, please? <laughs> 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 uh, so again the events in russia sound fantastic me and owen have got plans in 2022 to go over to one of the russian events it's very very exciting very much like poland generally dominated uh by some key star players but they've got a very healthy uh tournament scene and a really exciting meta um and it'll be fun to see them also play at worlds do it so our final event for the day is Ariscon 2021, which is a team tournament held in Denmark. Now, the Danish are wonderful people. I've been able to meet some of them on TTS when we did lockdown during... Uh, or when we were locked down, sorry. Um, and we did a lot of DTS tournaments. Wonderful people, and they've got a really exciting meta, and they've got a really exciting group of gamers. I'm excited again to see them at Worlds, uh, and uh, I'm excited to see the people who've joined us for the first time in the chat, like Elvenhand, who played their first game at this tournament, and also Modnaru, who's asking about uh, updates. We're actually going to do a wishlist show on the Age of Sigmar Monday show later tonight, so uh, do join us for that. So um, this was an event with... It, this was teams of four... Uh, and it had 13 teams in attendance. Uh, two teams. It was won uh, by uh, Large Charles, uh, won the event. Um, and we're going to look at their list now. Congratulations to them. Uh, they had a Cities of Sigmar list uh, in Living City with a Celestine Prime, a Black Ark Fleetmaster. Wow. And Duralia. Now, we talked about Duralia last week. We saw, we saw Ridge of Sigmar win 
Dubois GT last week with uh, Duralia and how good she is into wizards. Uh, he also had Gotrek, so a, a cast of special characters. Uh, and then a Scorch Runner. What the f? He had a Scorch Runner chariot battle line, two other Scorch Runner chariots. I really should read these lists before I record. Uh, and then he also had four Dracothian Guard. Now, I've already talked about Dracothian Guard and how good they're going to be in Living City because the ability to shoot and then move and then charge. Um, so, congratulations. Uh, well, well done. That's part of the team. Then Alexander was running a Legion of the First Prince with Bellacor, Bloodthirster and Sense of Rage, uh, Kairos, and the Safe Start and the Demon Prince. Haven't talked about this much on the show this week, but of course, they've got the ability Blood Slick Ground, or as we discovered with live coverage at the weekend, not necessarily slick, but more gory, basically. Um, but it means you have to halve your run and charges within 18 inches, which if you actually put that on the board is a huge space, uh, which is really good, means that you can control how many units charge you, meaning that if someone's trying to achieve a battle tactic and kill one of his three units of 10 pink horrors, he's not necessarily going to be able to even charge to try and kill the pink horrors. Then he's got three lots of 10 pink horrors as well. Um, uh, <laughs> and then uh, we've also got... Um, a Seraphon list run by Svend. Svend, who is great. Big fan of Svend. He's so good. And they've got a Slant Star Master, a Skink Priest, a Skink Star Priest, Astroloth Banner Bearer, and Croak. Combat Croak in here. And then he's got those two lots of 30 Skinks and a Saurus Guard. And he's got three ones of Salamanders. This is really, really good uh, because he's able to drop down those units of Skinks or drop down those Salamander hunting packs um, and do some pretty good uh, Mortal Wounds at range. And then Croak also does some additional Mortal Wounds. So that pairs quite nicely. And he's also got the Slan for a lot of stat summoning. So that's a good anti-magic list and a pro magic list as well um and then finally oh that's everything that's in their team so congratulations congratulations to the te uh, to them uh big shout outs to uh, everyone from en Sommerfarten 1807 uh raiders from shallland fluff patrol satan and definitely not skaven as a team um i'm proud of all them and i'm proud of the danish uh, meta so what can we take away from uh this weekend set of event results iron jaws are here to say uh, as off to stay sorry as our fulminators it seems like iron jaws are dominating the top tables is it because uh they're new and people don't know what to do against them or is it because um uh, they're very strong my argument is that they're very very strong you have to screen against them which you can do, but I think if you take them in Iron Suns, um, they're just very, 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 very good. I think the one drop is better than multiple other, like having a lot of other units, but I do love the inclusion of the Fungoid Cave Shaman for additional CP. I think that that's really nice. Uh, big shout out to Straylight in the chat, who is our uh, eight youtube thug convert so if you are watching this back on youtube as you can see here in the link in the chat this is live on twitch and you should join us on twitch because it's a really exciting time um i think the more crystals and gore are going to get slight point bump will make them perfectly balanced i think that seems fair now they aren't dominating because we have seen other lists or they are dominating we have seen other lists. They're also the flavor of the moment so there's a lot of people trying to run them uh but the bacon is very strong right um but the output is phenomenal the output is outrageous the speed is outrageous the output is outrageous so there's something you've got to prep for great question how to prep for them not really sure at the moment uh truth be told you're going to need some screens you need something to counter punch really hard because they aren't 
that tanky. Those units of six pigs are 30 wounds on a four-up save, which can go to a three-up save. So you should be able to do that with some pretty reasonable units. But the problem is, is screens aren't that cheap, especially in some armies. And their speed is phenomenal. Maybe it's time to bring back Shackles. Uh, Legion of the First Prince is doing really well because that ties in with uh, that. Um, the Corn Demon Prince is going to do really well for reducing charge ranges, as is things like a Dragon Ogre Shagoth uh, with their unique spell uh, for shutting down charges. But maybe it's time to bring back the Soul Snare Shackles, which does reduce your charge range. So that's something to think about, in my opinion. Uh, so, uh, that, yeah, that's my kind of wrap-up. Also, formulators and long strikes. You're going to see those all the time. You're going to see long strikes time and time and time and time again. And you're also going to see formulators in living cities or, so, all, or, or also in Stormcast. So, uh, it's been an interesting set of results from the weekend. I'm excited to see um, with some standout performances, specifically from people like Owen, who were really good with the factions that they've been playing a lot. And it does go to show you that if you keep playing a faction, OCR Bone Reapers sat around like a 49, 48% win rate at the moment. It does go to show you that if you practice and practice and practice, you are going to be able to win events with armies that maybe aren't in those A and S tiers at the moment uh time for the twitch chat to have their say dr stab who's a first time uh viewer this is the first time i've caught a stream live i've only seen you through youtube before and miniac is here to to boot what a treat thanks very much for tuning in dr stab uh there we go uh you're running me the shackles i'm so proud i did uh play defensive eels they're horrible to deal with there's a good shout actually defensive eels into gorg runners that's really interesting oh my other hot pick my other hot pick is the rise of thunder lizard now of course the gore grunters and the iron jaws are super good because you're able to add plus one damage from those uh war chanters now if you can kill the war chanters on the first turn that's great do that um but if you aren't able to do that then the right play in my opinion is to reduce that damage incoming by one which is what thunder lizard does so well so that even when you're doing all those damage two attacks now become pointless and you don't have to concentrate your shooting in taking out the war chanters instead you can start doing damage into things like the more crusher uh which is cool anyway this has been the Sigma stat center thanks for tuning in it's been a lot filmed in front of the live twitch audience i hope you guys have enjoyed it if you listen to it as a podcast please stay hydrated and if you are one of the people who subscribe to the honest wargamer patreon thank you for doing so don't forget everything we do is for free so it is amazing of you guys to support us on patreon um because i'm broke and like i need money uh is the easiest answer thanks but special shout out as always every single week to the uh the stats crew which is ziggy rob and the rest of the team big love uh love you loads and see you soon bye